Hello and welcome back to the Crazy Sexy Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Julian. I am so excited about this week's episode. We're bringing on Natalie Linez. She is a hustler. She's an actress and entrepreneur based in Los Angeles. And on this week's episode, she's sharing her tips for self-care on set, her morning routine, the entire story behind her brand, My Magic Mornings, and what advice she has for those getting started in the industry and what her experience has been so far. So without further ado, let's welcome Natalie Linez to the show. Well, hi, Natalie. Welcome to the Crazy Sexy Healthy Podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Brittany. I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Well, let's get right into it. I want to dive into your childhood and what your life was like growing up and how that kind of led you to your career now. Great. Let's do it. Let's dive right in. Um, (laughs) I'm from Orange County and um, I I was raised with a great family. I have two older sisters um, and I always knew I wanted to be an actress since I was a little girl, like six years old. I would tell my mom that I want to be one, but being from Orange County, we're kind of in this bubble and she, she never knew how to like get me into anything. So she would always be like, Oh, so cute. You know, whatever, like always, you know, you can do whatever you want, but I never took any classes or anything until I was older. But, um, so as a child, very ambitious and, um, always knew that I kind of wanted something more than my little hometown. You know what I mean? Um, but having two older sisters, they're kind of much older than me. So I was always very independent. Like they were out of the house. Um, you know, they, they moved out when I was like seven. So it was like really kind of only child action. Um, just me and my mom, my mom's like my best friend. Um, so yeah, I had a really great childhood. My dad's a surfer. So I grew up going to the beach, um, a lot. Yeah. It's really nice. So cool. Yeah. Love the beach, but I also love the mountains. Like I'm a big camping girl as well. Um, so yeah. I love that so much. So neither of your parents are in necessarily like creative industries. No, not at all. My mom was a stay at home mom for 25 years forever. And my dad is, um, in the trucking it has a trucking company. So no, nothing to do with it. And then my sisters, one of them is a teacher for autistic children. And the other one is, um, works like a nine to five corporate. Oh, wow. I love that. It's quite a diverse family. Um, my brother's on the spectrum. So, Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So that's something I connect with and I grew up in Arizona. So it's like kind of a similar, suburban environment to Orange County and I have a lot of friends in Orange County that have said like it's really similar kind of like a small town ish vibe even though it's not very suburban yes yes very suburban so acting is you know against the status quo even though it's you know a great industry yeah Yeah. I was so lucky that my mom was always like you know follow you know follow your dreams we'll support you verbally with anything you want to do. It was like very like do whatever, but um, I had to definitely figure it out on my own, which I think has been such a blessing that I've had to kind of, you know, work for everything that I had. I've I've got, I got a job when I was 16 working at Albertsons as a bagger. Mm -hmm. And um, even then I was so, I couldn't wait to apply there. When I got the job, I was so excited and I just always loved making my own money. Um, and then 
from there, you know, worked at restaurants and stuff until I was able to quit for, from acting, but I always enjoyed it. And I think, um, having that work ethic has really been like a through line throughout everything. Yeah. I think work work ethic is vital for being an actor. Talk to me more about your transition from working in restaurants and side jobs into being an actress full-time. Yeah. So I think that I started submitting myself when I was 17. So I'm 27. No, I'm 26. I turned 27 in a couple of weeks, but, um, I started pursuing myself when I was like 17 living in LA. I would literally print headshots and resumes and send them in big manila folders addresses that I found on the internet that said that they were agents and managers, you know? And, um, I, you know, I got my license right when I was 16. So I would drive up if I had any like castings, but you know how it goes. It's like super weird at first. You find yourself in like an alley and it's like, I I think I, you know, here's the address. Like, do I see anyone outside and you go in, there's like 10 girls in there. You're like, what is this? What am I doing? Because at the beginning you get yourself in these situations where it's like, I don't know, anything non-union for anyone who doesn't know, there's like SAG, AFTRA, which is our union as actors where we're protected. And there's non-union where there's not really any rules. So it's, it's kind of, but that's how you start. You have to start somewhere. I guess my point is, is I learned just by going to a ton of, you know, auditions and castings. Um, But so I started submitting myself and then I got um, represented, represented when I was 20 and I moved to LA Um, from there. And I moved to LA with no job. I had saved up some money from modeling. I think I had five grand and it lasted me a month and a half with <laughs> between rent and food and built utilities. Like, yeah. And parking tickets that I got in my first two months of LA were ridiculous. So I then got a job at a restaurant called Beso. And, um, I worked there for a little bit, making nothing and, um, going on a lot of just auditions. And then I think I really started with commercials and that's how I got, um, some good money going to where I could work less. I started working at Boa Steakhouse and that was my last restaurant job. And I would work at night, five days a week as a hostess and audition during the day. Um, and that was pretty much my life. I would do a little bit of modeling during the day as well um, to pay the bills. And yeah, then I booked um, commercials, like I said, and my first job was on Siren. And between Siren and commercials, I got to quit BOA. How do you think you came to find that success? Did it like, was it like steady or was it, did it seem like it was like out of nowhere? Like, oh my God, I have this opportunity and now I'm Yeah, no, it's absolutely, (laughs) there's 10 years of hard work behind every overnight success. So Mm -hmm. it was intense consistency, um, showing up always. I've never turned down an audition, which is a thing that you can do as an actor, be like, oh, this isn't for me. And then you kind of pass on it. I never did that just because I'm such a big believer in, you know, how many reps you get in the numbers game. So it's like, I'm always learning something regardless, even if I think this character is not for me and I'm getting myself in front of this casting office. Um, and it's just more practice. 
So, I mean, I could, I will literally, I literally think I've gone on 100 auditions per one booking. Wow. So it puts things into perspective. Yeah. And I remember right before I booked my first show, I would cry after every audition when I left because I would get so excited when I got it. So you like get the audition, you then prep for it. So there's all this hope, right? It's like, okay, I love this role. I'm going in, you know, it's all even driving there and parking everything. It's all such an experience. And then you get there and you're waiting in the waiting room and you go in and you're in there for 90 seconds sometimes. And so I think what would happen was all this adrenaline and then it was just um, a letdown because it's like, that's it. They'd be like, thank you, bye. And so every time I'd be like, oh my God, it was like this imbalance of chemicals in my body almost to where I would just like not even know what's happening, but instantly break down after, um, which this is not normal for probably most, but I would just, it was just a feeling that I got because you don't feel like you got it. Mm-hmm. And you've already gone on 12 this month and heard absolutely nothing. So it's definitely hard, but it's just consistency and showing up and doing the work. And eventually it's, um, it's bound to happen. How do you work through those emotions? Like when they come up, do you just like let yourself feel that pain? Yeah, let myself feel it. Um, definitely, you know, after learning about the importance of like, really sitting and feeling what you're feeling instead of pushing it away, mm-hmm. you know, actually doing that breath work, you know, taking deep breaths and just reminding myself, like, this is all part of the process. And then just having f- mad faith that it's going to, it's going to work out. And there's a reason that, you know, this one didn't happen for you because there's something better planned. And once you know that, once you really believe and you've trained yourself to believe that what's meant to be will be, then it just gets a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not easy, you know, it's hard. You have hard days. You live in LA alone. You're going on all these auditions and you're getting, you're not even hearing no, you're just hearing absolutely nothing. So it's important to cultivate, you know, good friends and um, just maintain a healthy lifestyle. So then you can combat all those like kind of negative things that can happen. Definitely. I've always loved the quote, like, it's not rejection, it's redirection. Yeah. Because there's always something out there. And, and yeah, it's redirecting you to a better path for you. Um, so you're, you're not only an actress, you're an entrepreneur. How did that come to be? Was that alongside acting or what initiated that? Yeah, so I... I've always wanted to create a business. You know, you have those friends where there's a meme and it's like, if you haven't really started a business with your friend, are you guys even really best friends? You know, like I've done so many things with friends where it's like, want to start a clothing company? You want to do this? Nothing that ever panned out, but I've always had this itch to, to create something and to lead something. And so this, my business now came along in a very organic way and it came out of necessity. So at the time I was in Vancouver shooting a show and there's a lot of time off. There's a lot of time alone. You don't know anyone usually, you know, your castmates, but 
if they're not your age or, you know, they, people have like lives, you don't like hang out all the time. So a lot of alone time in a hotel. So I gravitated towards books and podcasts and learning. And um, that's where my health and wellness journey really began. And it was actually a book I read called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And it's a lot about affirmations, the book, and how important our thoughts are but she goes into depth about it. And I also found Jay Shetty, who's like the modern monk of our time Mm -hmm. and really connected with a lot of things he was talking about, about mindfulness. And so um, I, I started to hear a lot of things about morning routine that were coming up with all these podcasts I was listening to and books I was reading. A lot of these people have one thing in common and they all have a morning routine. And I'm like, what's up with this morning routine thing? I think I need one, you know? These people are so like mindful and, but also productive and entrepreneurs and they're just prolific, high-performing people. And so I started doing them. I would read one about like Brennan Bouchard who created one. He's a high-performance habits guy. Um, Or the five-minute journal. And none of them really worked for me. So I wanted to create my own. And so I took these elements that I was reading in these books, meditating, stating gratitude, affirmations, setting intentions. And I was like, I'm going to create my own. So I wrote out on a piece of paper, M, meditation, A, affirmations, G for gratitude, and I for intentions. And it it read Maggie, M-A-G-I. And I was like, okay, cool. Maggie, I'm going to start doing Maggie every morning. So my girlfriend called me and she's like chatting it up and she's into health and wellness too. And I'm like, you got to try this. I've been doing it for the last week. It's changed my life. I told her that it's called Maggie. And she's like, aren't you obsessed with coffee? I'm like, well, yeah. And she's like, add C at the end and call it magic. And I was like, shout out Levin Rambin. Um, And I'm like, that's absolutely genius. Magic. And so I started doing magic for the next two months. Every single morning, I would wake up, I would meditate for 10 minutes. I would state three affirmations, three things I'm grateful for. And I would set three intentions for my day, my week, my year, whatever I wanted. And I would finish with, you know, a cup of coffee. And so I was telling friends about it and they, they're like, well, I want to do it. So everyone started writing it on pieces of paper and um, I just started getting more inquiries about it. So I was like, I have to create this for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. Jay Shetty asks on his podcast all the time, if you can create to his guests, if you can create one law, what would it be? And mine would be every single person would have to have a morning routine. They'd have to wake up an hour so much. before their day and just breathe, just be, just connect with themselves because so many of us wake up, we get right on our phone, we get this instant gratification, we get this anxiety, we see, you know, we see a girl that we want to look like and we instantly, we're at like a negative, we're in a negative mindset before we even wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to say that we wake up at a neutral zero and if we check our phone, we're at a negative 10. And if we do magic, we're at a positive 10. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started my business. 
and I, I, I turned it that. into yeah magic mornings and that's that is my my baby right now which is now turning into you know a lifestyle brand I love that so much I am a huge believer in morning routine I would die without mine so yeah, outside yeah. of magic what is your morning routine look like is your meditation seconds to yourself or what does that look like in, in more detail yeah. So on a perfect day, um, I wake up at around five 30 and I read first thing for 30 minutes. So I light a candle, I have my blanket and I go on the couch and I read for 30 minutes because that's when I realistically am going to have the, um, feel productive enough to read for some reason. Like I can't sit for the rest of the day. It's, it's just the best time for me to do it. So I read for 30 minutes and then I meditate after that for 10 minutes on an app. Usually I like to use insight timer. So it's like a guided meditation. And I usually always do 10 or more. I don't really do. Sometimes I'll do like a seven minute one, but usually it's 10. That's when I can kind of drop in, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after that, I head to my magic journal and I write down my three affirmations three things I'm grateful for and three intentions. So that covers the journaling part of it. So I've already, you know, I've set my intentions for the day. I've affirmed myself and I've stated things I'm grateful for. So I'm in a, you know, just such a calm mind state, mind state, state of mind. Is mind state a word? Yeah. Mind, <laughs> mind state should be a word. That would <laughs> Um, that now. <laughs> and, and then I will go make my coffee and it feels so much more deserving after too. I'm like, yeah. So that's, that's a good day. And I mean, that's actually every day. A good day would be like 30 minutes of yoga in there, which totally happens like three, three out of the five days a week. Yeah. I love that so much. My morning routine is, is similar, but I start with coffee. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, yeah yours. like I roll out of bed, no phone, but I'll get straight yeah. to the coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no phone and all that, like the whole time yeah. for me as yeah, well. Get that out of there. You get can't that out of that. Um, what advice would you have for someone looking to start a business or what would like, what was coming up in the beginning? So you have this great idea. Um, mm-hmm. How did you kind of evolve just like a great idea you have with friends into a business? Well, I think it starts with a seed that's planted in you, right? And that could have happened to you two years ago. So I think that I put on my 2019 vision board in stickers, build a business. And then I had a bunch of baking supplies stickers around it. So it obviously wasn't that, but I planted a seed that I wanted to build something. And also on, on these vision boards from 2017, 18, 19, for me were yoga magazines, just like some mindful stuff. So when I look back, I see that it, it totally all manifested and it all makes sense. So I think it starts with, you know, something that you're passionate about. And then the universe whispers to you, you know, something falls into place where this exact idea, like the magic example comes in and you're like, whoa. This sounds some, this sounds like my purpose a little bit, you know, and then you create a plan around 
that. So it's like, okay, what do I want to create? Do I want to create something tangible? Do I want to create a course? Do I want to, is it, you know, a clothing line? And then I would, I wrote about it, right? Like kind of manifested what I wanted to happen. And then really took to Google and started researching what I need to do. And you guys, this doesn't look like I'm up at night in my bed, like all hours of the day researching how to start a business. It's just, it's very organic, but you do have to take actionable steps towards what you want to get done. So example, I wanted to create a physical journal that I could sell. So I had to look up, I had to find a graphic designer Mm -hmm. to design them. So I took to Instagram, Hey, does anyone know a graphic designer? I got 10 DMs. And this doesn't, you'll get so many, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. There's so many people that want jobs. There's so many people that know someone who, mm-hmm. you know, does whatever, builds websites, whatever you need done. And so that helps on social media. And then every day is chipping at it a little bit more. But the problem is, is a lot of times when you're not seeing momentum, you give up. And I completely understand that feeling because I had that too, you know, it ebbs and flows and there's definitely weeks where I wouldn't work on magic, but you have to stay consistent because consistency plus passion equals success. Scientifically, mm-hmm. if it was, you know, proven, it absolutely cannot not lead to success. So if you're taking action and you're staying consistent and your heart's in the right place, it's going to happen, but you have to keep at it. Um, so, yeah. I think that's really true. I think you have to have like the belief that you will be successful, but also align that with, with the work. Yeah. And I'm in a similar process right now because I'm actually working on kind of like a journal planner and it's a little bit more in depth. And then I've been going like back and forth being like, oh, I'm going to design it like this, be consistent and also like, hold yourself accountable. But like, not be obsessed. Like it's so, it's really difficult when it's, when you're your own boss. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts and something hard for me is staying focused because Mm -hmm. I'll get all these ideas and I want to do this and do this, but I often set a timer for like an hour and I'll do increments. So like, okay, for one hour, I need to work on Instagram content and go on Canva and build some posts. And for this hour, I'm going to research brands that I want to collaborate with. And I think that's super helpful. But um, another first step for starting your business could be building a website. It's kind of a simple step people wouldn't think, but it's so easy Mm -hmm. technology these days. I mean, you could go on to, I use Shopify. That's if you're like really ready to start selling stuff, but build a Squarespace, build something to make it come to life and then go from there. Yeah, absolutely. I think Google is such a great resource and reaching out to your network. Like, I don't think people realize like how many people they know that would be so happy to help them. So happy to help to ask for what you need. Yeah. My, my life coach told me once she said, I was like, I want to reach out to this woman. She owns her own book company. And like, but I'm nervous. And she goes, what if someone reached out to you? And they're like, Hey, you're uh, an inspiring actress to me. I just have a quick question. How do I get an agent or manager? Would you be like, oh my God, I can't believe you're asking me this. Like ignore. And I'm like, no, I would be, I would love to help. And she's like, we innately want to help others. So don't feel bad about reaching out and asking a simple question. 
Well, on that note, what advice would you have to people that are looking for agents and managers? Um, Ooh. Um, this is another one with the consistency thing, but I can give you more like practical tips, which would be, so there's a few ways that you could find agent and managers information to then reach out would be Google the way or the way that I did it, which is IMDB pro. So IMDB is a home to actors, actresses, producers, directors, writers. It's where all of the entertainment industry information lives. Everyone has their own profile. So I went on and the show at the time when I started that I wanted to be on was for example, Vampire Diaries. <laughs> so I looked that up and then I scrolled all the way to the bottom to the guest stars and co-stars. I clicked on their pages. And then when you have IMDb Pro, it shows their information. So let's say there was a guest star girl. I went on her page and then I saw who her, she was repped by. And then I reached out to her representation. So if you go on her representation on IMDb Pro, their email's on there. So you go on, you do this a bunch, you get a Word document, get all the emails, and then you write your pitch. So you need three things you need. You need a headshot. You need footage of you acting, period. Either a reel, you don't need a professional reel. You need a great tape of you against a blank wall with great lighting and great sound. Doing a scene that you wanna be on. So if you wanna be on NCIS, you need to pull a scene from there and do that because you're showing them what you wanna be pitched as. And the third thing is your resume. So, and you have to start somewhere and they know that. I had nothing on my resume. So, you know, don't get analysis paralysis where you're just sitting there because you don't have a resume. You gotta write something. You gotta put, I mean, you can make something up if you want it. And then once they, you know, people like to find talent. So send something and don't get a response, that's fine, but you gotta start submitting because you gotta start getting these no's. You guys have to start failing yesterday mm -hmm. because get those out of the way because it's gonna happen, but you gotta get your reps in. You gotta get that 99 cents, so the 100 you can, you can get. So reach out to managers via and, and agents via email and take meetings. That's how you start. I love your mindset around that. Like getting the reps in just is so inspiring to hear. What words of wisdom, like someone is feeling, they've already sent all these submissions yeah. and no, no, no. And they are just feeling down on themselves. Like yeah. obviously every actress has been in that situation. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It definitely is. And that this goes with any career, you know, you could be really wanting this internship and it's not working out or you're sending tons of emails or going on a bunch of interviews. And I think give yourself grace and treat yourself and, you know, take a self-care day. I, I kind of hate how cliche that sounds, but how often do you really like go on an actual walk in nature without worrying about anything or, you know, put your phone away, go read a book, like do something. And then oftentimes when you do these things, you take time for yourself or you go on a little trip away for a day even you take your car and go drive to her you get a call when you're back and it's like 
we want to meet with you. You know, it's like do things for you because if you're constantly in this mindset to the universe of um, you, you need, you need, 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 then it's putting you in this energy of needing instead of having, instead of this abundance mindset, you have this like scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. And so it's treating you like that. So you need to put out the energy like, hey, I've done everything that I can and I get to just chill now for a couple of days. Um, so give yourself grace, but obviously we're all human and it's okay to feel all those emotions of doubt and worry and fear. Just know that if you're feeling fear, it's good news because everything you want is on the other side of uncomfortability. Yeah, my coach actually told me that like fear is kind of like a voice of, of what, where you can look at and like learn from that and be like, oh, where is that fear pointing me to? What do I need to like work on? Report it, yeah. And I think that's really insightful. I love that. You are so positive. I've, have you always been like a positive like person? Is that something that you like taught yourself with like this self-help journey that you had? Yeah, I think I've always really loved like, the high performance side of things too, which is this other beast of like, you know, there's the pros and the cons. There's, there's, there's people that are toxic positivity, like too much of, you know, go, go, go. Don't stop that, that culture that used to be cool. Luckily now we're really coming into this space of like Apple is making sure that their team is like meditating. You know, it's, we're coming into this new time for mental health, which has been great but I do like combining the two. So I think to go back to your question, I just think that I got inspired early on by people that were um, go-getting, but then I came into this new world of like Jay Shetty guru monk type people. And I kind of combined the two and it's just really made this recipe for, um, I feel like a healthy mindset. Yeah. I feel like there's so many races resources out there that you just kind of have to take what you like and leave what you don't. Yeah. Like you said, find your own practice. Find your own practice. Yeah. And then always just growing and working on yourself too, because you, you never know everything, you know, you always learning and just to stay in that student mindset of life. So when you're on set, like you said, when you were in Vancouver and isolated, how do you maintain self-care and what does that look like for you when you're changing locations or in a different environment due to your acting career? Morning routine has definitely been a stable point for me. I think that that's why I created it out of structure because I needed structure because like you're saying, I travel for work. Um, also just in all of our day-to-day lives, we need structure. We have no control over what's going to happen when we leave the house. Someone could cut us off in traffic. We can get a call that we, you know, bad news. Um, we could see something on social media inevitably that we don't want to see. And so to set yourself up for success for a little bit of stability is really key for me. So that's what helped is, is taking control of my mornings to then dictate how my days will go. So if that means getting on a plane, then it's like, at least I did a great meditation this morning where they literally told me, Hey, something unexpected might happen today. You know, it's like, you learn things from these meditations too, if you do like guided ones. So 
I think morning routine and just taking care of myself and um, moving my body with exercise and learning every day. I love learning. And I think that's really important for our mental health. What are you learning from right now? Like, are there any books or resources that have been really poignant for you in the whole grand scheme of your life? Obviously you've, you've mentioned some books that have really helped you, but like it could be a childhood book or something like mm-hmm. if there's any advice that someone's given you that's stuck with you. Yeah. Let me think because yeah, like, I know what, what I'm listening to currently is I've said it a million times, Jay Shetty's podcast. <laughs> and I listen to Rachel Hollis, which she's more on the like, um, high, you know, performers side, but she definitely integrates the mindfulness as well. And then just reading right now, I'm reading, um, way to Zen. What's it called? Um, it's by Alan Watts and it's called the way of Zen or something, but he takes you back to like Taoism and Buddhism. Um, and so I just love reading spiritual texts that helps keep me grounded. Mm-hmm. I think it's really easy in this industry, in this life. It's not even just this industry because I don't want to sound unrelatable. We're all now in this industry. If we're on social media, mm-hmm. so anything that can bring me back down to earth and make me realize that None of that is important. What she has, what he has, what this married couple has, what they, it's irrelevant, you know, to how I'm feeling internally. Mm -hmm. So my goal every day is to just reconnect myself to earth. So I'm not floating up in space. Mm -hmm. Um, So those kinds of things really help me as spiritual text. And then I think another wonderful book for anyone to read if they want to be creative, which is kind of like my little Bible is the artist's way. The best book ever. Yeah. It's like, I already read it, but I have it right here. And there's just, there's quotes in it. Maybe I want to, you know, read from that day or whatever. So I think that that's another excellent book, but um, I think we underestimate how important it is to create time to read a little excerpt or listen to 15 minutes of a podcast because it really does. It changes your mindset. It motivates you for that day. You get inspired for a quick sec for a quick second. Yeah. I think it's really important to like, kind of just like take some time to absorb that and, and let that resonate with you because it informs your subconscious and it informs how you're going to go through your day. If you're listening to, you know, a positive podcast in the morning versus, Mm -hmm you know, scrolling through Instagram per se. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's all connected. I, I believe I'm a firm believer in that. Totally. Um, what, um, are some of your favorite things, gadgets, tools that you're just loving right now? I saw that you posted your frother on Instagram. Oh. I was like, Oh my God, I'm also someone that's obsessed with my frother. I just saw my mom in Lake Arrowhead and I literally brought my frother with me yeah. and I was like I think I'm losing my mind I'm like I'm, so I'm like I think I am I love that you brought your frother oh my gosh I I yep my frother that's one of my <laughs> daily uses there and my mocha pot which is how I make my coffee every morning um but other than that gadgets I mean 
no, I have my or the last thing you bought on Amazon or something that you love. The last thing I bought on Amazon was another book. Oh my gosh. I need to stop buying books. You guys, I have to tell you what it's called. I, someone it's a business book. It has to do with business. Um, it's called. I have that problem too. <laughs> yeah. It's that's why it's so important for me to create time um, to read because you know, when you get inspired to read and you're like, Oh, I got to read that book or you buy a book. It gets me upset when I have these goals and you know, I never, let's say I never do them. Mm -hmm. So we need to create time and space for it or it's Mm -hmm. never going to happen. So if I want to finish all these books behind me on my bookshelf, then I need to create time to read them. So that's the 30 minutes in the morning. But the last thing I ordered on Amazon was a book called traction and to be honest, a girl posted it on Instagram and I bought it right there because she's like, this is a great book for business. And so I went and bought it. Yeah, it's so true. We're so influenced by like the information that we take in, like, and and I think that's so great. Yeah. I think it's important too, to like, I know Rachel Hollis talks about making promises to yourself and keeping them. Mm -hmm. And I really love, love that too. Cause that's like, yeah, I have a bookshelf full of books and it's like, yeah, you do have to take the time and like commit to something and like yeah. make it something that is good for you and serves you. And it's not like pressure. <laughs> pressure, right. And there's that other side of it, right? Like when I post things about magic um, on Instagram, on magic's Instagram, I never want to infuse people with like anxiety. You know, I don't want them to be like, oh, I have to do this thing now. I have to meditate. But the truth of the matter is, is we have to have discipline. Mm-hmm. If we want to, we live in this world of instant gratification. Good things are not instantly gratifying. Good things take time to go all the way back to that cliche saying. But, you know, by reading, we're not going to get all the knowledge right away. We have to read it for a month. Or, um, I mean, just anything good, planning a business, creating something, taking notes, it all takes time. And then it comes together eventually. Mm -hmm. Well, this podcast is called crazy, sexy, healthy. And I came up with that just because I think those are three words that have a lot of stigma around them. Mm -hmm. And I am asking you what makes you feel empowered and what makes you feel like your crazy, sexy, healthy self. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Um, Oh, getting ready and taking pictures with my girlfriends. Oh, I love that. So literally today, my girlfriend and I, we packed three outfits in my Jeep and we went around West Hollywood and to different locations and took pictures. And it's so fun. And you feel sexy. You feel (laughs) healthy because you're, you know, you're out walking around, you're doing stuff. You're getting a green juice. You're conversating with your girlfriend, which is so important. Um, and we feel crazy because we're taking pictures in public. So it's literally crazy sex. <laughs> I love that so much. You really tied it all together. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's so true though. I'm like, even if it's just like a day at home, I'm like, I like to put my makeup on and feel pretty and like yeah. do all the things. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. This was so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. I feel like we have more similarities than I can count. But yes, this was really, really great. 
I'm so happy we made this happen so quickly too. We, we just met. And that's one of the great things about social media, I must say, is that we can connect with like-minded people. So I'm super grateful for this opportunity. And um, yeah, if anyone wants to check out magic, yes, do. It's um, my magic mornings on Instagram. Or if you want to reach out to me, please DM me. And I would love to just chat. Absolutely. What's your Instagram and anything else you want to plug? Yes. My Instagram is Natalie Linez and magic is my magic mornings. And yeah, that's it. Awesome. And I'll link all those in the show notes. So thank you so much, Natalie. All right, Brittany. Thank you. Of course. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. You can find our hoodies and mugs at crazy-sexy-healthy.com. There's also blog posts up on there as well. And you can follow us on Instagram at crazy-sexy-healthy. Have an amazing week.